0: Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, last week, week one of our 2023 journey was officially launched. Our mission, as I explained last week, is to utilize various jazz improvisation exercises, patterns, to help us develop proper fingerings. And As I explained last week as well, the key to playing with an authentic jazz articulation is fingerings. I see it far too often with students trying to use traditional classical fingerings that we all learned in our beginning piano lessons, which unfortunately do not always translate to playing jazz. So, the student practices and practices jazz lines using classical fingerings, and then they're baffled as to why they do not sound like a jazz pianist. After all, they're playing all the correct notes, and they're playing them in time, but they still do not sound like a jazzer. Why? Because they typically have the wrong fingerings. No more. We're addressing this issue head on this year and going to do it using a very methodical, thorough and effective approach as we always do at Jazz Piano Skills. Now, last week, we looked at five very specific patterns and fingerings for each of the primary C sounds of music, major, dominant, minor, half diminished and diminished using arpeggio and scale motion. And today, We're going to utilize the same format, but take a look at the altered C dominant sounds. So today you are going to discover jazz improvisation exercises. You're going to learn developmental arpeggio and scale patterns of C altered sounds. And you're going to play five arpeggio and scale patterns for the primary C altered sounds of music. Dominant sharp 11, dominant flat 13, dominant flat 9 flat 13, and the dominant fully altered. So, as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you are an experienced and seasoned professional, you're going to find this Jazz Piano Skills Podcast lesson exploring jazz improvisation exercises for C altered sounds to be very beneficial but before we dig in as i always do i want to welcome all new listeners to the jazz piano skills podcast and if you are indeed a new listener i want to personally invite you to become a jazz piano skills member all you have to do visit jazzpianoskills.com and once you arrive at the homepage You can begin to explore the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you, waiting for you, wanting to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play along. These are educational tools that I develop for every weekly podcast episode, and you're going to want to have them in your hands as you listen to the podcast episode, and you certainly want to have these educational tools sitting on your piano as you are practicing. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the online sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum which is loaded with comprehensive courses using a self-paced format. All of the courses use a self-paced format. There are educational talks for you to listen to, interactive media to help you assess and test your understanding, conceptual understanding of the jazz piano skills, video demonstrations of the skills in all 12 keys, play alongs and much more. You also, as a jazz piano skills member, have access to the online weekly master classes, which I like to say, you know, you have a reserved seat every week. These master classes, in essence, are a one-hour lesson with me each and every week. You also, as a jazz piano skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book, which grants you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You'll be able to enjoy chord changes lead sheets. There are harmonic function lead sheets, play along files, historical insights, inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private online Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast specific forums. Course specific forums. And of course, there are just general jazz piano forums for you to enjoy as well. You have access to all of them and you'll be able to contribute to them, which I encourage you to do. I want you to get involved. I want you to share, engage, and grow. And last but certainly not least, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. Again, all you have to do, visit jazzpanelscales.com, learn more about all the excellent educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are indeed several membership plans for you to choose from. And if you have any questions, please let me know. I'm sure there is a plan that is perfect for you. But let me know if you have any questions. I'm always happy to spend some time with you, answer any questions that you may have, and help you in any way that I can. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after these jazz improvisation exercises for the altered C dominant sounds. Last week, I mentioned that if someone challenged me To create a top 10 list of the most important jazz piano skills, I would have no problem listing numbers 1 and 2 immediately. Numbers 3 through 10, I would have to give some serious thought, but numbers 1 and 2 are no-brainers. The number one most important jazz skill to develop, hands down, time. And right behind it, the number two slot would be articulation. In other words, being able to play musical phrases, melodies, in such a way that they sound like jazz. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast lesson, jazz piano students have difficulty articulating correctly because of their fingerings, their technique. Most students, most students try to use classical fingerings to produce a jazz sound. And the majority of time, this approach is like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It just simply doesn't work. I have no doubt if you have been practicing the patterns for the five primary C sounds, that I presented last week, you are starting to see, you are starting to feel, you are starting to hear the differences between the traditional classical fingerings and jazz fingerings. Today, we expand our jazz improvisation exercises to include the C altered sounds, sharp 11, flat 13 flat nine, flat 13, and fully altered, which includes flat nine, sharp nine, flat five, sharp five. I call all these altered sounds, the fancy schmancy sounds, right? So we have a couple of hurdles to jump today. First, we need to modify our five specific exercises, patterns, to reflect the appropriate altered sound. And second, we are isolating these altered sounds to focus on our fingerings and articulation development, which means that the altered sound is not nestled within a progression. Now this is a big deal, why? Because this means that we've extracted these altered sounds from a musical setting and therefore these altered sounds never resolve. We don't hear the chord that comes before the sound, and we don't hear the chord that comes after it. This can create a challenge for our ears, no doubt. The altered sounds, by their very nature, create tension. And then when we do not resolve the tension, it makes us want to label the sound as, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right. But you gotta keep this in mind when listening and when practicing these altered sounds, your ears will begin making the adjustment. And dare I say, you'll even begin to love these altered sounds if you do not already do so. Now keep in mind, these altered sounds are laced, I mean laced throughout jazz literature. And you are hearing them whenever you are listening to jazz. And in fact, I would venture to say that these very sounds, these altered sounds, sharp 11, flat 13, flat 9, flat 13, fully altered, flat 9, sharp 9, flat 5, sharp 5. These very altered sounds that we are about to practice are what attracted you to jazz in the first place. All right. If you thought last week was fun and challenging, you are about to experience a whole lot more of the same, but on a much higher level. Altered sounds require a more intellectual understanding of music and more technical skill when playing. I don't know about you. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So let's get busy. Let's get after this. The educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we are going to explore jazz improvisation exercises for C altered sounds. Number two, we will play essential arpeggio patterns that you need to discover, learn and play from the root to the 13th of the sound using a root, third, fifth and seventh entry. Number three, We will play essential scale patterns that you need to discover, learn, and play from the root to the 13th of the sound. And again, using a root, third, fifth, and seventh entry. Number four, I will be playing all jazz improvisation exercises today for the C7 sharp 11 sound. This is what I'll be modeling everything using that specific altered sound. And number five, I will be playing all jazz improvisation exercises uh, using a traditional swing groove as I did last week of 110. So if you are a jazz piano skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now. Hit the pause button. I want you to access, download and print your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play alongs. Again, your membership grants you access to all of the educational podcast packets for every weekly podcast episode of every year. So as I mentioned earlier, you should be using these podcast packets when listening to each episode. And of course, you should be using them when practicing. Now, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories such as Apple or Google, there's Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, the list goes on and on. Then I want you to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to access and download your podcast packets. You'll find the download links in the show notes. And one final but very significant message that I include in every podcast episode. If you are listening at this very moment and you are thinking that the jazz improvisation exercises for foresee altered sounds and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play, if you're thinking that all of this is over your head, then I would say to you, please, no worries. I want you to sit back. I want you to relax, and I want you to listen. Just continue to listen. Grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening. Now, every new skill, every new skill is technically over our heads when first introduced. But this is how we get better, right? We place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations. where We're hearing things that we've never heard before. And, And we're forced, literally forced to grow intellectually. I say it all the time, all musical growth begins upstairs, mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs, physically in your hands. So sit back, relax, listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play, as it always does, comes in time. I guarantee it. Now that you have your lead sheets in your hands, I want to point out a few things. You will see that lead sheets one through four deal with arpeggio motion, while lead sheets five through eight deal with scale motion. You'll also notice that the jazz improvisation exercises are the same for all four altered C dominant sounds, the sharp 11, flat 13, flat nine, flat 13, and the fully altered sound, which includes the flat nine, sharp nine, flat five, sharp five. The exercises are, of course, modified to to reflect the proper sound. You also notice that my suggested fingerings are included for every note of every exercise for every sound. Of course, as I mentioned last week, you can modify the fingerings slightly, but be careful, right? Remember fingerings are what allow you to play with proper jazz articulation. So you may be inclined to change the fingering because you think it feels more comfortable or is easier. However, your easier may actually make it harder for you to play with proper jazz articulation. So again, I'm just throwing this out there as caution to the wind, right? Just be careful. Okay. All right. Let's get after these exercises. All right. Lead sheet one, skill one. Arpeggio developmental patterns for the C dominant sharp 11. And again, I'm modeling everything for C dominant sharp 11 today. The lead sheets cover all the sounds, but I obviously do not have time to play through the flat 13, flat nine, flat 13 sounds and the uh, fully altered sound. I'm modeling everything on sharp 11, leaving it up to you then to follow the lead sheets for the other altered sounds and practice the fingerings as notated but scale 1 lead sheet 1 C7 sharp 11 so we're going to start with pattern A letter A okay uh you'll notice that i have uh for pattern A listed lydian flat 7 right the the mode which is actually the g melodic minor scale now <laughs> this is a lot of academic stuff right I'm listing that there because I'm just validating for you that this is a legitimate sound. It's origin, where it's coming from. Do not get wrapped around the axle and worrying about that, uh, this information at this time. Okay. It's, it's important, but it's not important. So, um, letter A, you're going to see that I have a root entry for my C7 sharp 11 third entry a fifth entry and a seventh entry. You'll notice, right? The very first pattern, literally C, E, G, B flat. You might be wondering and thinking, hey, where's the sharp 11? Well, guess what? It's not in that arpeggio. So do you have to worry about playing the sharp 11 when it's not actually in the arpeggio? The answer is no. Look at pattern number two off the third. Where's the sharp 11 there? Do you have to worry about playing the sharp 11 if you're playing improvising using that pattern uh, with an entry point of a third and it's not in the arpeggio? The answer is no. Look at pattern number three with the entry point of the fifth. Ah, look what happens. five, seven, nine, eleven. 11. You see the F sharp up on top. We do have to sharp it because we're playing a C7 sharp 11 sound. Look at uh, entry point, the next pattern with the entry point of the seventh. Again, it has an F in the pattern, B-flat, D, F-sharp, A, right? So this is a big um, revelation, I think, for us as pianists to realize that if the sound, uh, if the specific alteration of a sound is not included in the pattern that we're playing within the sound, the fragment of the sound that we're actually playing, then we do not have to worry about it. Okay, we'll talk about more about that later let's bring the ensemble in and let's uh, play letter A. I'm going to play uh, first uh, each pattern uh, four times. Okay. So you'll hear me playing pattern with the root entry one, four times, and then I'll go into the entry point of the third, then the entry point of the fifth, that includes the sharp 11 and entry point of the seventh, which also includes a sharp 11. Okay. So let's play it And then we'll talk about it. Here we go. As I mentioned earlier, it's a challenge to our ears because we're isolating this sharp eleven sound all by itself. We're not; it's not within a progression, so we're not hearing a chord before it. We're not hearing a chord after it. There's no resolution. All these alter sounds, by their very nature, create tension. We want to hear that tension relieved, and we're not doing that. Okay, so don't make the mistake of labeling the sound. Ooh, I hate the sharp eleven sound. It sounds horrible uh, because you're not really hearing it in. A, in a proper musical context, right? We're isolating it so that we can focus again on our fingerings and our articulation. Uh, speaking of fingerings in that pattern, you'll see again, you know, right from the, right from the get go, right? With the entry point, uh, one, uh, of the root, we're playing a one, three, one, three fingering. What the heck? Right. But very similar to what we played last week. And then look at, uh, uh, the third entry, we have to shift that fingering starting with our in, uh, index finger for our third, and then immediately shifting the hand uh, over to the thumb on G, right? Not thumb under, not thumb under, hand over, right? We're shifting the hand over. We avoid the thumb under to avoid tension in the hand. We talk about this quite a bit in the master classes on a weekly basis, but I want to mention it here as well. So when you're playing these fingerings, the focus of these fingerings is getting you used to shifting the hand over the keyboard. The hand stays in its normal shape. The thumb never gets out of position by going underneath the hand. The hand always moves on the keyboard shifting on the piano. Okay. All right. Now let's take a look at letter B. Uh, We have our uh, patterns, five, uh, four patterns again, entry point root, entry point third, fifth, and seventh. Pay attention to the fingerings, and again, um, we're only worrying about the sharp 11 when it appears in the pattern itself, okay? So let's bring the ensemble in, and let's take a listen to letter B. Here we go. notice that uh, letter a patterns for letter A lasted for half of measure, right entry point, root, third, fifth and seventh, all four patterns, half a measure. I, I continue to increase the length of our patterns. Letter B, we're playing through all three uh, three beats of the measure and letter B. Take a look at letter C, right We're staying with a three beat um, uh, measure um, pattern. Uh, so again though, Root entry, third, fifth, and seventh entry. We have a sharp 11 to deal with within our, with our root entry. We have no sharp 11 to deal with, with our third entry, but we have sharp 11s with our fifth and seventh entry. Okay? Pay careful attention to these fingerings. This line here, as it did last week, is much more angular than just a traditional ascending arpeggio in thirds, right? So pay attention to the fingering. So let's bring the ensemble in. Here we go. C7 sharp 11 sound, letter C. quick note on uh, voicings, even though this lesson is not dealing with voicings. When you're hearing me play the dominant sharp 11 sound, I'm using a polychord approach. So I'm playing the third and seventh of the sound in my left hand, so my E and B flat, I'm playing in my left hand. And then in my right hand, I'm playing a triad. I'm playing a D major triad, D, F sharp, and A, right? So if I strike that all together, there's my root, there's my sharp 11 sound very rich right now I can invert that triad I can um, invert the third and seventh in my left hand so you're hearing me move this 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 shape around a little bit right See? wonderful so I just want to bring that up because uh, I know some of you are wondering, what voicing am I using to represent that C7 sharp 11 sound? All right, so let's move on to letter D. Again, same format, a root entry, third entry, fifth entry, and seventh entry. We have sharp 11s in all four of our patterns that we are dealing with. We're also dealing with the eighth note triplet rhythm. Okay. Which sounds like this. With the root entry so this is fun this is a fun little motif to play and so let's bring the ensemble in let's check it out and as always pay careful attention to the fingerings all right they can be a little tricky they might even feel a little awkward to you at first pay attention to them practice them and you will grow to love them because you'll be articulating correctly so here we go let's check it out I want to bring up real quick. Um the ninth, the eleventh, and the thirteenth are the same as the second, fourth, and sixth. Okay, just in case you haven't made that connection. The second is the same as the ninth, the note D. The fourth is the same as the eleventh, right? The note F is the fourth. The note F is the 11th. So sharp four would be F sharp, sharp 11, F sharp. And then the six and the 13th are the same. The note A, the six, the note A, the 13th. All right. If you have any questions about that, let me know. So now let's take a look at letter E. Our phrases again are getting longer. Back in letter D, we extended it to all four beats of the measure. Now our phrase extends past the bar line into the second measure, count one of the second measure. And again, we have sharp 11s to deal with in all four of our exercises, all four of our patterns, starting from the root entry, third entry, fifth entry, and seventh entry. As always, pay attention to these fingerings. Again, they're not traditional classical fingerings. These fingerings are adjusted adjusted to help you develop a proper jazz articulation so let's bring the ensemble in let's check out letter E here we go Five exercises, all five patterns for our C7 sharp 11. Again, you have the lead sheets there, two, three, and four, covering the flat 13, flat 9, flat 13, and then the fully altered sound with the flat 9, sharp 9, flat 5, sharp 5. The fingerings are laid out for you, same five patterns, they're all adjusted to reflect the altered sounds being played. Okay. So now let's turn our attention. Lead sheet five, scale five. So this is scale, uh, d- developmental patterns for C dominant sharp 11 again. Okay. And we start off with, uh, uh, letter A where we have our root entry, third entry, fifth and seventh entry, all scale motion, all including a sharp 11 sound. And, uh, been modified. It's kind of like the C major scale, but modified with the, the B flat for our dominant sound. And then the F sharp. Again, I have their listed Lydian flat seven G melodic minor. That's academic jargon, right? Just letting you know the origin of this scale or this mode or this sound. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out root third, fifth, seventh entry scale motion, reflecting the sharp 11 sound. And as always pay attention to the fingerings. Here we go. So now, letter B. We're going to continue to march on. Letter B, scale motion again, a little more angular because we start with that interval of a fifth, that leap of the fifth, right from the very beginning. Um, But again, all four patterns are are include the root entry, third entry, fifth, and seventh entry. Watch out for the sharp eleven in these patterns, right? And again, pay attention to your fingerings. Again, tempo of one ten, and I want to mention. Uh, Even though I'm playing it as 110, practicing at 80, 90, 100, slower tempos, fantastic. Once you get comfortable with the fingerings and the articulation, then 120, 130, 140. Wonderful, right? Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself always. So, okay, here we go. Letter B, uh, root entry, third, fifth, and seventh entry, including the sharp 11 sound. Here we go. letter A, letter B, are musical phrases, one entire measure, right? Look at letter C. We cross over that bar line into count one of measure two. So we're extending our phrases here. Again, letter C, we dealt with the eighth note triplet with our arpeggio. Of course, we're going to deal with the eighth note triplet with our scale motion as well. Look at all four of these uh, exercises. All four include the sharp 11 sound. Fingering can get a little tricky here with all these eighth note triplets flying by on all four beats of measure one. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's take a listen and check out letter C. Here we go. Absolutely love it. You know, if you notice these, all of these patterns, whether arpeggio motion or scale motion, focusing on literally mastery of the eighth note, eighth notes, and the eighth note triplet, okay? Huge in jazz, (laughs) right? Huge. So we're pounding away here at eighth note mastering, eighth note articulation, and eighth note triplet articulation. Okay, so letter D, we extend the phrase even more to include uh, count one again um, from, well, count one using eighth notes versus count one, a quarter note, as we did in letter C. But anyway, uh, sticking with the same format, root entry, third, fifth, seventh entry, uh, we have a sharp 11 in all four exercises again. As always, pay attention to the fingerings, and let's have a little fun with letter D. Here we go. Check it out. our last exercise for today uh, with our C7 sharp 11 sound letter E our musical phrase gets extended to count 2 of measure 2 and once again we have a sharp 11 in all four uh, patterns exercises regardless of the entry point root third fifth or seventh and um, As always, fingerings play a huge role in making sure that we're articulating this long line correctly. And uh, so let's bring the ensemble in and let's have some fun with letter E. Here we go. always, right? We have unpacked a ton of information in one very short and very fast hour. I always feel like I'm running a marathon to try to get as much information in as I possibly can. It's impossible, right? That's why we have the master classes uh, during the week in order to tie up any loose ends that we may have uh, in in the uh, podcast episode. But Even though I played the jazz improvisation exercises today, even though I played them using the dominant sharp 11 sound only, I want you to be sure to practice the exercises for the dominant flat 13, dominant flat 9, flat 13, and the dominant fully altered sounds too. Again, that's why they're in your packet. You have all those sounds, all those patterns, all those fingerings laid out for you right? They are all laid out for you in your lead sheets, podcast packets, fingerings included. No excuses, right? No excuses. Remember that you can modify the fingerings slightly to best suit your hand, but just be careful and be sure that whatever fingerings you choose They allow you to play the exercises with an authentic jazz articulation through the entire sound. That's why we do a root entry, a third entry, a fifth entry, and a seventh entry. We're playing through the entire sound. Also, the articulation of each musical phrase, regardless of the entry point, this is important, should sound the same. The articulation should sound the same. You have a ton to tackle this week, so as always, use your practice time wisely. Now, next week, we're going to explore the head of a bebop tune, taking a close look at the various melodic shapes and their fingerings, right? The reason we're doing all this grunt work first, we're going to th- then apply it to a tune and see and, and enjoy, see and enjoy and uh, the fruits of our labor, right? So once again, I want to encourage all of you jazz piano skills members to use these podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play alongs that I've included in there for you, right? All of these le- uh, podcast packets are there to guide you as you study and practice, They're educational tools that will help you gain a mastery of the jazz piano skills, conceptually, physically, and of course, musically. And as always, always be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time, takes a lot of time. So, begin structuring your improvisation development after the playing demonstrations that I've modeled for you today in this podcast episode. And I guarantee it, you're going to begin to see, feel, and hear your progress. I hope that you have found this Jazz Panel Skills Podcast lesson, exploring jazz improvisation exercises for C altered sounds, insightful and beneficial. Don't forget, If you are a Jazz Piano Skills Ensemble member, I'll see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. That's 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode lesson exploring jazz improvisation exercises for C altered sounds in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, use those educational podcast packets. Check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. And also, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills online community. Get out there. Get involved. Contribute to the various forums and make some new jazz piano friends. Always a great thing to do. You can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My office extension is 211 here at the Dallas School of Music. You can reach me by email, Doctor D R Lawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or you can use the nifty little speak pipe widget that is found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there's my cue. That's it for now, and until next week... Enjoy the jazz improvisation exercises for the C altered sounds. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.